Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 112. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by the not-so-better half of Lauren Carabin. That's Mr. Mark Carabin. How are you doing, bud? I am good. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to have you back in the driver's seat. Not that I hated last week. It was a fun episode recording with my wife. Uh, she was happy to hear some of the feedback. So anyone that, that sent messages and, and said they listened to the episode, uh, thank you. That that really meant a lot to me and really, really meant a lot to her. Um, she, she had a fun time, but she's always nervous about doing stuff like this. So any of those messages were were very much appreciated. But Todd, it's great to have you back. Uh, I, I hope you had a, a fun trip and an exciting time. And it's it's great to, to be back podcasting with you. Mark, I journeyed to the continent of Europe, by the way. So that's a place where, uh, surprisingly, there is not a lot of English spoken. There is. They converse in it. And not a lot of video games. I looked for video game shops in Austria, Germany, and Italy. And I found one. And it was like not even interesting. It was like all of their <laughs> games were like digital and they had like a game player mag. It was called Players. And I'm like, oh, can I buy this? And they're like, no, it's free. I'm like, there's not even like any. It was like an advertisement. It was like a bad GameStop. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I wanted something cool. That's that's kind of the thing is aside from a GameStop or a game or whatever they call it over there. Like, are there game stores left? Like, there's not much. You know what I mean? Like, if around here so if you wanted to find some gaming i'll say stuff games memorabilia whatever you'd be going to one of my favorite local places with atomic records but they started off as a record shop and then started bringing yeah, in collectibles um, and stuff collectibles but like yeah. retro consoles uh then like controllers third-party controllers for systems that you can't really buy anymore so like n64 controllers this that right up to switch and then they started selling used games and and just some like general kind of collectibles and knickknacks, but like that's kind of the only deal in town. And, yeah, you know, there's there's not many stores left. Yeah, there's not. I, I'm even looking just on Google and mine. Like, there's a place called Gamerheads. I've never been there. Uh, I might actually be in the mall, and they probably have like some modern games, maybe some collectibles. But yeah, the the day of the mom and pop shop is kind of. Uh, uh, leaving us and there'll be a niche for collectibles because there just will because you can't download an n64 you can't download a atari 2600 you gotta buy those things if you want it you want the cartridges so there's a piece of that as like a collectible something you want to own in your hand because it means something to you but yeah to your point uh they're very far and few between uh yeah and even the game stops are like it's more like a funko place than it is a place to buy games these days yeah yeah, that's another big section of Atomic is Funko Pops. So yeah. you're, you're hitting all the right <laughs> the, the I, right keywords there. I think Japan is like the last vestige of like the cool place to buy games. And I would love to go there and check out like um, uh, Shibuya and all those different, uh, I think it's Potato Games or whatever is the one place. It's like the, the place you go. But even that feels like it's, they said it's kind of like it's overshopped, way overpriced, mm-hmm become more of a touristy place than it is like the place to go. So I'm assuming that's how it is. But um, you know what? Every once in a while, go to Goodwill or local thrift shop. Maybe you'll find something cool because somebody uh, clears out the junk. But I'm, I'm glad to be back. I did uh, do some gaming and stuff on the trip. 
not as much as I would like to, but I was also enjoying the trip. So I, I just did it when I could um, because it was a different type of trip and I couldn't exactly bring a PlayStation or something with me. And my son absconded with the Switch. So <laughs> kind of limited a man of means, but we'll talk about that because I played, you talked about it last week, the Ambernick. I brought mine yeah. with me. Um, that became kind of a main source of gaming along with um, my uh, cell phone as well. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But you know what? Before we really get into this, Mark, we need to thank our Patreons. They're the ones that make this happen. Our squad is dedicated, and they're the best folks in all the land. And that is Best Bud, Jamie Prinky, BFFs, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nice, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Mark, I, I I would offer up like streaming or doing uh, me you know video of me like gaming, but I figure that would probably get more patrons out of our Patreon than in. So <laughs> well, I'm doing it as a favor. <laughs> I will I will share something that uh, Loren had such a fun time, and I mentioned before that she she really liked the getting the feedback and that kind of stuff. So um, we've been talking about doing something. Um, for for like a patreon exclusive or, or for something but just you know we're 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 pitching ideas uh breath of the wild's coming out we don't know if it's going to be specifically themed or if that's going to be kind of a you know just generally talking but she wants to do more content so we're trying to figure out what that is whether it's streaming or a podcast or, or something but uh she wants to talk and i want to give her a place to talk so keep an eye out for something coming soon once we figure out what it's going to be but there is going to be something there. Well, excellent, because she is obviously the better gamer uh, of the three of us. She, when she talked about Hogwarts Legacy, I finished it at like 40 hours, and she said she had like 85. I'm like, you have a child. How do you even do this? So, uh, you know, props to her. Yeah, yeah, she plays it when she can, and uh, she's very frustrated with it now because there's a massive bug that's keeping her from completing oh, no. a couple of things. She's playing on Xbox. And, uh, Series X? Yep. Hmm. I haven't had any bugs, so that's bad. This is a save bug. So oh. she can't really progress forward. And oh, it's no. so bad that it's glitching out and even preventing her from... Reloading old doing, saves? Uh, no, from, from getting uh, some achievements that oh. she's trying to make pop up. Because every time it's like the challenge battles. Mm, so every time yeah. she goes in and enters it, it's 50% finished. You have to complete two battle zones or whatever it is. And that's killing her and because yeah. she's a, like you said, she's, she said she's, she's a completionist. completionist. I am not. Yeah. yeah. Nuts. Yep. So we'll, uh, we'll see if she uh, destroys my Xbox when I'm not looking. Well, uh, I don't know if she saw this today. They announced there's going to actually be a new uh, specific, <laughs> quidditch game which is very interesting so i'm not sure if this is like a live service game it's going to be a real dedicated game very little is known they showed a little trailer it looks like it was from like italy uh it didn't even look like it was uh uh when i looked at all the 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 things beyond just some of the parts it looked like it was a foreign language trailer that leaked rather than an official so there, there is know. uh there is an official is they they uh, finally got it out okay they actually did uh so it's there there's a play test coming up as well Okay, that's what I saw. It seemed like it was it was more of like a. It seems like in the style, it looks more like a like a uh, live service game versus a game yeah. you'd spend sixty bucks on. Yep. Yeah. So there's a play test coming up. I'm not sure the specific dates because I have to like log in or something to create something. I'm not that motivated uh, yet, but Got it. I'll kind of try that while we're talking just to see what happens. Oh no, I got to create an account. Never mind. 
<laughs> there well, is a play test coming up, though. I got a, a PR email. Well, you know what? You can pitch the Patreon idea of like uh, Laurent, uh, like Gamers Gone Mad, and just mm. just videotape her or videotape her <laughs> on your VHS camera. Record her getting mad about the uh, inability to uh, get her uh, achievements. Yeah, yeah she'll love she, that. Uh, so here's the the kicker. <laughs> uh, she she put in a, a like service ticket on the mm. website yesterday and logged in to see today if there's any progress on it. And on her account, it says that there are no service tickets submitted. So where you go to submit a bug has a bug. <sighs> Sorry, Lerner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if my Xbox isn't lit on fire by the time I get home from work tomorrow, it's going to be a miracle. See more PlayStation. Right. <laughs> yeah, that'll solve all my problems. Exactly, exactly. Just start it over on another platform. It'll, it'll solve all your problems. Buy another $500 system. There you go. Enjoy. Oh, well. Um, With that, we're going to move to something that brings Mark so much joy every time we podcast, and that is buy, rent, return. Um, And maybe, Mark, I'm just going to hand this over to you because apparently when I pick these, it's like it falls on deaf ears in the group (laughs) because when I put this there, I pick video game locations. I'm like, this is a place would you want to live there? You know, would, would it be a place you would love to live there or would it be the worst thing in the world? So I thought, you know, I'm going to skip the, the enjoyable places. I want to like the, the, the best of the worst. So I picked for video game locations of Byron Return, Rapture from Bioshock, uh, New Vegas from Fallout, uh, and Borderlands. So, man, there was a lot of crunchy comments on this one. Uh, no, like I didn't play any of those games. I'm like, you guys are the worst. My goodness. <laughs> Infidels in the world of gaming. Guilty. Uh, I have played, like I said, in discord. If, if anyone's not in discord, and you're listening, join. Cause that's, that's where we make fun of Todd for these choices. I've played about four minutes of total of borderlands on the PlayStation Vita. Cause it came free with the PlayStation Vita. That's about it. Uh, I've played zero, minutes of fallout new vegas i like fallout games but mm-hmm. i've never played new vegas and uh i did luckily play bioshock so i'm familiar with rapture so let's go um do you want me to read uh, i'll read famous seamus's first his essay yeah <laughs> he he came he came strong so thank he, you famous seamus for you know what coming correct and putting everybody else in their place Exactly. So, uh, famous Seamus, uh, he did ask, is, is this, uh, was it, uh, cities or the, the locations, the games, yeah. the games yeah. or the location. So you, you specified that it's the locations to be like lived in or whatever. So he said, thanks for the clarification. He would buy new Vegas. Sure. Mr. House and his, uh, Securitrons run the place. And one of the casinos is run by former cannibals. Sounds sketchy, but it's one of the safest places in the wasteland and has a bunch of resources like water and electricity. Sounds okay. Uh, Rent, Rapture. Assuming I'm there during the peaceful time of the city, Rapture would be a pretty neat place to live. And even if you're there between the civil, during the civil war between uh, Ryan and Fontaine, I think I could survive if I'm smart. Plus, there's the Vita Chambers. So even if I do die, I will be revived. The Carnival of Values will always help you out too. 
Yeah, there we go. And finally, return Borderlands. So I assume you mean the planet Pandora, which I didn't know uh, Borderlands was an Avatar spinoff. So that's exciting. Might get into that now. That vein in your forehead ready to pop, Todd? Uh, my head's going to fall off from shaking so much. <laughs> uh, so, uh, or the city of Sanctuary. So let's talk about both. Uh, Pandora. Everything in Pandora wants to kill you. The plants, the animals, and of course the psychos and raiders who want to kill you. Heck, even some of the companies that make the guns you use want to kill you. And while there are revive stations, you have to pay money every single time you use them. Uh, Sanctuary, slightly better than most of Pandora. It's basically a Wild West town, meaning if you even look at someone funny, bang, you're dead. Plus, later in the second game, the city becomes a flying city, which now means that you need to watch your back to make sure no one shoots you, but also watch out in front of you in case you walk into a hole in the ground and fall to your death. Sounds like a lovely place, Todd. That's great. He couldn't have done a better job. I think he nailed it in all things. He had some assumptions. He plays the game, Mark. Damn it. He gets it right. I am. <laughs> I did say in the Discord that I was going to copy his homework, but not make it obvious that I copied his homework. However, I'm going to change some stuff because I am going to buy Rapture. I think that would be a neat place to go. Superpowers, yes. Uh underwater cool you love animals you love fish yeah i think you're living in an aquarium i'd be i'd be be happy i'd be ready to go so um it i mean it sounds cool the music's great um and like, like he said even even if you're there during the civil war i think there's ways to like kind of survive and make the most of it and you know pump yourself up with magic juice and and gain some superpowers and whatever. Uh, just avoid the creepy children and you're good to go. But since I met the creepy child voice actor, I'm not that scared anymore. So, haha. Oh, was that at your panel that you did at the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm going to live there. That's going to be my buy. Uh, I am going to steal the, de- the description of new Vegas. Cause it sounds like one of the safest places in the wasteland, which isn't saying much. But, uh, you know, I'll go by what famous Seamus said and, and trust his judgment. And, uh, yeah, definitely returning Borderlands because that sounds like a hellscape. Clock you know, Mark, sounds kind of fun, though. Yeah, it's, you know, you're going to get a lot of jokes as people kill you many different ways with many different guns. I mean, that's really the, right. the heart of it. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's, you know, if you enjoy that wit and sarcasm uh, among the throes of death. Um, you know what? I'll give you a pass. I'll give you, you know what? But Mark, you get the next one. I can't take, I can't take this pressure to, to make sure I satisfy your whims. So you get the next one. I'm going to do locations and I'm going to just pick three different Pokemon regions. (laughs) Well, I could have been mean and said like the fire world in Mario. It's like, Oh great. It's lava. Great. I, how am I going to live that way? Ice. Oh, you can enjoy that. You know, you're going to fall down a slip down with penguins and die, um, you know, or underwater. Nobody likes underwater worlds. You got those, you know, the, 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 the clownfish and the squids and everything. So Mario, even like the, the themed like water and fire and ice suck. No one wants to live there because you're going to die, you know? So, yeah. What about you? What do you, where, what are you feeling for your buy rent return here? You know, it's kind of interesting because I would say, even though it's not the most stable, I feel like it's the most stable of the three. And that is new Vegas. It's, it's Vegas essentially in a shitty 
you know, draw of a horrible place you're in, but it tries to assemble a sense of like luxury and fun gambling. It feels as much normal. So I'm like, if anything, I like Vegas is a great place to visit. Don't know if I want to live there. And once again, if cannibals are the way that they're, they're filling up the buffets, not a great thing, but you know, if I don't know and they cook it pretty well, I'll never know anyways. So I'm taking Vegas buying it. Uh, you know, rent. Wow. I'm probably going to see Borderlands because hopefully maybe I got a fight and chance. I get some cool guns. I'm having a good time drinking a lot. It's like it's like you being in college, but in the worst place and to be in college, drinking a lot and shooting guns. So I mean, if that's a thing uh, and you know what, it could be entertaining. You know, if you get killed, it's probably over quickly. So I'll take that. Um, and the people seem entertaining. Um, you know, good laugh. Um, and then. God, return. I, I just think Rapture because it's temporary. You know what? It's not, it's, you know, it's ending and you're underwater. Things could horribly go wrong. I mean, I don't know any, you know, and you've got crazies. I mean, just think of like the, what the people look like. You've got like fascists. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a cool place. It was everything was chill. Mm. That doesn't last very long in Rapture. We know that. Fair. So. Folks, let us know what location you'd pick. Uh, and if you'd fire Todd at this game, let me know. <laughs> if anyone has suggestions, you want to throw a, a Byron return at us, fire off in the Discord. We're always, uh, we're always ready to go. Someone else pick one for us, and we'll, uh, we'll play a little Byron return that way. So, we'll, uh, yeah, so, we'll take your suggestions. Absolutely. Better than mine, always. Um, so with that, Mark, I thought, you know, a lot has happened in the world of Nintendo. So I thought we'd do a little bit of news stories because uh, we haven't checked in in a while because it's kind of fun. And we've talked about like what was going to be our topic, um, you know, what was going to happen. But I'm like, you know what? I really dig the latest Nintendo news. So let's start there. First news topic is something that's new um, and could be its own topic overall. But I just wanted to get, focus on this one. It's Nintendo Live 2023. This is in Seattle. It's happening in September. Uh, Nintendo hasn't really ho- they started hosting these events in japan i think in 2019 i believe and now it's happening in the united states they've done their road shows where they've been at like the mall of america and different towns they just basically give you some swag and you play your games this one feels a little bit different it's in their home turf um it sounds like it's going to try to make it a real event community and playing talking about playing the games um you're the nintendo guy uh what do you think is this just a, going to be like a a just a consumer type of thing or is this going to be like a big nintendo packs like event where everybody comes together and there could be big things i i would like to think that it's going to be a giant packs kind of thing but i i feel like it's going to be a little bit underwhelming you know, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna say like, "Hey, play the latest Nintendo games," and it's gonna be like, you know, they'll have like Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart Eight there. And Splatoon Three. Like, you know, yeah, like it, it, it's it's not gonna be like anything new, or you know, uh, they'll have a live stage with some performances and some competitions and that kind of stuff. But I think even those will be a little bit muted. I don't. It could be amazing, but I I, I have a feeling like. It, I think it's going to be better than like they pulled up in a van with like four Nintendo switches on it and you can kind of play that. But I don't like, I don't think this is like a, a PAX or an E3 competitor 
or anything like that. Um, but it, it, I mean, it, it is kind of cool. Like we just saw a Star Wars celebration happen in London. If Nintendo wants to start doing like a Nintendo celebration and really doing it like that, get the developers, get some special guests, show off some new stuff, maybe do some like big tournaments. But like one thing that celebration didn't do like there's a lot of stuff on youtube now that they kind of cleaned up but like a lot of the panels weren't live cast so if you couldn't make it to london or you couldn't get a a ticket to that panel you kind of missed a lot of stuff so i hope nintendo takes a page and and improves on what star wars did and and actually live streams the important stuff not just for like hey who can make it to seattle for this one specifically you know i um so we'll we'll see. You know, we'll. I, I hope that they do this right, and I hope that they make it a big kind of thing because I'm still kind of high off the Star Wars celebration news. But I know anytime I expect Nintendo to like really come swing swinging with an event, it's kind of like, yeah, we've got uh, we've got some Wii U's set up with uh, Nintendo Land. Uh, enjoy those on a dead system. Um, yeah, yep. Here's a pin. <laughs> we'll see. I have been to those Mall of America events with Nintendo. They show up. They've got folks wearing Nintendo polos, and hey, here's we, you know, we we uh, fitness and things like that. And take Logan to them. It was, I think with the one it was the, it was the era of the Wii U. I mean, at the point it was like uh, what was that Skylanders with the Mario uh, characters uh, yeah, supercharged yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't a great era of Nintendo. I think it was Four Swords Adventures too, which was kind of a kick in the nuts for a lot of people. Like, what? You gotta have two? We have three people, or not two? Or something. it was a weird like thing. Like you could have three, but oh, not like, four. It was weird. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Such yeah. A weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an odd time to be a Nintendo fan. But you know what? I, I to your point, celebrations is the uh, best in class fan event. Uh, nobody does it better. Um, I, you know, DC fandom was trying to do something, but that was never in person. It was just a online. Uh, I'm hearing there's rumors that Marvel might do something similar, which makes sense. Same company. Yeah. As yeah, that absolutely. makes total sense. Um, and especially with Marvel, uh, you know, with Nintendo now having the parks, having, um, you know, the big movie, having all of these things and having so much mm-hmm. momentum, it just makes sense. That they know this is a one more way to to get them in front of people's faces and say Nintendo owns this event and it's they own this time. September is like nothing's happening September anyways, uh, mm-hmm. so it could be a big deal. But and they are announcing like tournaments are going to be here. So it used to be like the Nintendo yeah. World Championships could be a thing. Um, Space World used to be an event in Japan. Um, I mean my hope would be like, well, maybe we're not getting an E3, but maybe this is where they're going to have a huge presentation. What's coming next? Because we don't, they haven't talked about their fall yet. When was the last time Nintendo did any kind of stage presentation? It's been all pre-recorded Nintendo direct style. Was the Wii music one the last one? Years. Yeah, I think so. Or like somewhere around that. Because the Wii U, I don't remember Reggie bringing out a Wii U out of his pocket and showing people on stage, right? they haven't done anything in no. years. So like this could be like a high energy live stage presentation, which Nintendo, I think like Nintendo directs are great, but like there's, there's an energy 
to a live presentation that when they nail it, they, they nail it. And you just cannot replicate that with a crowd going crazy and the energy in the room. You can't replicate that with a, a static kind of direct with a white background and everything feels very sterile and, and, you know, uh, please enjoy. Like that's the, not the, not the level of excitement. They're cool, but it's not the level of excitement that you can get from an event where everyone's just going bananas. Watch, watch one five minute clip of celebration. Watch, uh, watch Hayden Christensen coming out and he can't speak for 10 minutes because the crowd's going nuts because they love him so much. Like that, do that. Bring Jack Black on stage and just have him announce a Bowser spinoff game and watch the crowd go absolutely effing bananas. Like do that. (laughs) I mean, you're not going to get the angry journalists there. It's going to be all people that want to be there and are excited and half the people is it being in a crowd like that, just like at a con or whatever? I've been to Comic Con, I've been to those things, and just being there is just—it just you just feel so good. It's the endorphins rise. Regardless, you could be showing like the crappiest thing in the world, and people would be like, "Hey, it's Wii Music Point Two Two Point or Switch Music." People would be like, "Yeah, all right, where's Ravi Drums?" <laughs> Bring exactly. back. Yeah, there's, there's, there's ways they can blow this out, and I, I. But that's the problem. I'm trying to not get my expectations no. hyped up because, like I said, I'm still, I'm still on that like Star Wars celebration. Like, oh man, there's so much news. The Mando finale is coming up this week. Like, there's just I'm like high on Star Wars, and I I'm like, I don't I. I'm old enough that I know better than to bring <laughs> that level of expectation to Nintendo. I love Nintendo. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but like I know. I've been there. I've 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 been there of like they're going to do the best and then they come out with a Wii music. So Labo 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Not with more pla- not now with more cardboard. I mean that's <laughs> No, it's like a huge helmet. Added, it's huge. <laughs> added more cardboard to your cardboard. Nintendo, exactly. Uh Labo Plus. New Nintendo Labo Plus. <laughs> XL. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, Mark, as we know, Nintendo Japan doesn't even give Nintendo America anything anymore. It's like they're essentially the lawyer firm and maybe localization. That's all they allow Nintendo America. Doug Bowser, if you see him, all he does is go up and accept words on stage at the Game Awards. That's all we know Doug Bowser does. I mean, I, yeah. I want Doug Bowser's job. Essentially, he doesn't have heavy lifting like like Reggie does. He just shows up and says thanks. Yeah. Japan yeah, lets me say three things. Not taking names. No, no he's, not. he's got plenty of bubble gum. He got the job because of the name. Let's just be honest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> is there well, any Mario's out there? He stopped stealing princesses. Yeah. Is there any Mario's out there? I don't know. Mario, Mario. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah. So I think you're right, Mark. Tempered expectations. We are probably going to get something in June or July. Nintendo's going to talk about like what's coming up this fall. And this will probably just be more of like a, uh, a fun event. But if we get anything out of it, it might be like a preview of something, maybe news about a Nintendo TV series, maybe with Illumination, maybe cool. a Universal. Cool. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe, oh, Nin- Super Mario Brothers is on home, or- home video and streaming now. Yeah. That might be it. <laughs> and we got, the, we got the voice of Luma. <laughs> <laughs> sure. People have been blowing up about that demented little it's scar. I, like, someone was even talking about it at work today. So, uh, and yeah, so I mean like 
you can you can hype up that that oh, little, yeah. even little small thing like that that it can be hyped. Let's let's I just don't intend to do it right. That's all. Absolutely. Well, my my intent was hopefully I was thinking well maybe we'd bring back like the PlayStation Experience. They had that showcase. Mm. Hasn't happened in a while. Xbox has struggled to have a consistent like what's it going to be? Is it going to be in like a live event or are they just going to stream? We don't know yet. We don't. They're going to have a streaming event in June. So um, I would hope maybe Nintendo's been kind of a trailblazer in these things with you know going with their directs. I thought maybe they would be a trailblazer again with having a live show. But and this is better though than anybody else is doing from a console owner perspective. So at least we have this and maybe it'll just be the first step of many more to come. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So Mark next, I don't think we've talked at all about any of the tears of the kingdom, like trailers. So we had the original trailer that came out was 10 minutes of like mechanics and things like that. Um, Supposedly hands on, which we saw a controller hands and then, talking through a trailer and then we got the essential story trailer and i think everybody has gotten over there they're not showing anything i'm not hyped to they're treating this just like breath of the wild and they're hitting all the story beats of like this is what the game's gonna be like and here's the story and they've timed it perfectly and i think everybody can't contain themselves for this game yeah hype levels are high talking about uh, nintendo doing some hype right uh, not that I needed to be sold on this. So I've been, honestly, I've been kind of like lukewarm on the trailers all around. Cause mm-hmm. I don't need to know much. The less I know going into this, like there was no scenario. There's no multiverse. There's no place where I'm not getting this game day one and putting 200 hours in. Loren and I have been talking about our game plan and we talked about getting a physical edition so we could share it. And we were each like, do you want to share 200 hour experience that we both want to play at the same time? Hells no. We're getting two <laughs> copies of this game. You would be divorced before anybody got a copy of that game (laughs) we have been trying to get finn to share so much and we were literally like sitting on the couch the other night and he's in bed and we're like so we like pushing sharing really hard on finn but we're going out and getting our own copies of zelda because we can't share but yeah yeah that's happening Uh, did you get a voucher did you get a voucher i have to get a voucher right i forgot do it and you get two copies for like you're gonna save money Because it's like yeah. $300 billion in Canadian. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, yeah, I'll get a voucher and, and do that. And uh, can you buy games for separate people on the same voucher? I think so, but I'm still going to get a voucher for it, whatever. Or we'll buy, two vouchers. Just buy two yeah. vouchers. Yeah. And you're going to save, you'll be ahead in the long run because somebody will go it's, buy, like, yeah. I don't know, uh, Hogwarts Legacy when it eventually comes out on Switch. That's not happening, yeah. is it? Uh, <laughs> it's. It's no, it's what they said it's coming out like the the, it's coming on switch. I'm like, how does that even happen? Yeah, that's wild, but regardless, bugs on the series expert anyway. Um, but I I did watch the trailers, they look great, the mechanics look cool. It looks like this game is just going to be like we all thought Breath of the Wild was like this game that you're just like, I can think up a way to break this, and I'm gonna like this just seems like next level. Like, I want to attach uh, a cuckoo to a shield and see what happens if an enemy hits it. Like, does it get attacked by other chickens or like what? Cause if you, if you hit a chicken in Ocarina of time enough times, then like the horde of all of them 
come and attack you angrily until you go inside a building. It's like the rats in uh, uh, Dishonored. <laughs> yeah. So will that happen in this game? Can you attach it to a shield and have the enemy hit you and just be like, ha chicken power, bugger. So, and they'll just like attack the guy that attacked the shield chicken. I'll Wait, you can't, you can't put living creatures attached to them. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Here's a bokoblin as a wheel. <laughs> Got three. It doesn't, it doesn't work very well, but you know what? I'm going for it. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's good. Or four horses attached. I've got like eight horsepower. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm building a, like a carriage. For sure, just attaching a bunch of horses oh, to Lionel. It. It'd be like a, a horse-driven Lionel carriage. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So this game looks like you're going to be able to break it. The story looks dark and awesome, and uh, a mix of like the darkness and weirdness of Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess. Looks like Link's arm and some of the stuff looks and sounds. The sound profile is very similar to Twilight Princess and the Twilight Realm. Uh, giving off those big kind of vibes of, yeah, like I said, even the same musical kind of notes. So um, I, I just can't wait to play this. I, I don't need to see anything else. And honestly, what I saw was, I was like, yeah, cool. Looks cool. I'm going to watch it for, for this. But uh, otherwise, like just just take my money is basically where I'm at right now. How, how are you feeling? Wow. Um, I'm impressed. I really am. Uh, and you know, Mark, with me and Nintendo, that re- that phrase rarely comes up. Uh, but to me, Breath of the Wild was a great uh, experiment on just doing something completely different and just using a physics engine and things like that. I think it lacked in story for me. Um, and I think it lacked in... Um, and I know this is like a, a scenario that doesn't make a lot of sense to people, but when I talk about me- like fighting mechanics, I think Link's fighting mechanics himself were pretty limited, but his ability to use the environment for it were unparalleled. Like it was, it was how he approached. But you know, when I think about like a fighting mechanics, I'm like, I want parrying, I want this, I want that, I want you know, rolling back and doing things precisely. And I remember how many times I've got hoisted by my own petard because I'd click in the freaking what L three or whatever thing, and I would I would squat versus do the thing yeah. I wanted to and it pissed me off. I'm like, ah, that's why I hated the joy cons. Cause I felt like I did that all the time. I'm like I'm killing myself. But, um, I, I mean, I, I thought it was all there to be fantastic and dungeons were something I missed. I didn't, I, I hated the shrines. I'll be honest. I hate the shrines. felt like busy work. I didn't enjoy them at all. I'm like, but I have to do it because I need X or this. So, um, and exploration to me was just never, I, I never felt that the reward for exploring was that interesting. I'm like, yeah, it's a better Vista. Oh, great. So I'm hoping that this is a little bit more, um, and it seems like they're putting, the world looks more populated, which is cool. There's people and you're actually fighting with people, which is very cool uh, because guess what? It's not a dead world anymore. And so they can't use that as an yeah. excuse. So it feels like, yes, I can partner with people. We can bring people together. And that's kind of cool because I think that is something that's new to, um the legend of zelda where it's always been kind of like a solo experience so mm-hmm. uh, i would be very excited with that i love the fact that you can really um rather than just the weapons just breaking you have to pick up a new one it's like i can experiment with the weapons i'm getting because i can play around with them and do something cool things with them so that is really neat to me that's an improvement just versus breaking i get something different um 
Uh, I and did like how ridiculous that looked in the trailer of just oh, like, long stick. Hey, here's my 30 foot stick. That's just on my back until I decide to <laughs> poke a bokoblin with it. For You're going to poke a guy on like across a cliff. It's like, where's that coming? It's like a sniper, no, sniper, sniper, like stick. Yeah, I love it. It's I so love it. stupid and I love it. It's crazy. Yeah. And then like the fact that you can um, launch through ceilings. If there is a ceiling, you can launch it. I'm like, I don't even know how they figured that out because you think that would break the system. Uh, yeah. You have the, the ability to reverse trajectories of like projectiles. So they showed it with, you know, uh, a, a rock coming down to going up to the, 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 the heights of a, another uh, plateau. Cause it's a very vertical game this time, but they also showed it like it's a guy like that was launching like a, almost like a catapult and you could freeze the catapult projectile and have it go back into the catapult. Um, when he sent a rock back in an octa rock. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Who hasn't played a Zelda game and just got, smacked with one of those rocks and just been like, I hate you so bad. And you got to time the shield or yep. whatever, or the slash at the right time. And it's just like, no, 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 freeze the rock, send it back in your stupid octopus, fi- octopus face and like call it a, like, that was so satisfying. I want to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really cool experience. And even things that like, didn't make sense to me. Like the fact that he's like, he's launching with a rocket. Why is there a rocket? <laughs> do you see that where he had the rocket? On his like oh, yeah. shield, like why is there a rocket in the? Le- I don't know. And and like you know at this point, I'm like not even questioning. I was just, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that with another question. Why hasn't there been a rocket in another <laughs> Zelda game? That's true. That looks awesome. Uh, I, the only I, thing I, missing yeah. for me is is loft wings. Ah, uh, like just bring those. You back. don't need them. Delightful. You don't need them. Apparently, need them. definitely yeah. want them. You can scale and go up and glide and you're good to go on there and it's a good time. Um, so I think, and I showed Logan uh, the trailer and he was blown away. He had so many questions. We watched that story trailer multiple times. He was pausing, rewinding, because he's big into the lore. I'm not really. And um, I mean, this is Ganondorf, not Ganon, who's going to yeah. be involved in this. Very cool. Um, his voice is voiced by a guy from Critical uh, Role, which is neat. Uh, bringing new voice talent, which is awesome. And um, Logan first thought the villain of this, and maybe because I think there's some things, might be Demise. So Demise, which Logan had to remind who it was, Demise was like the first villain. He's kind of like the guy who started everything. Uh, He was in Skyward Sword. Basically, he's the guy that keeps everything essentially continuing. Like Link gets renewed as the hero of time. And we think that Demise is kind of coming back to finally stop the regeneration, stop Link from coming back, the hero of time. And I'm like, that's cool because they show that first image of from the behind. And when I looked at him, I'm like, Logan might be right. It might be him. Ganon might be like the red herring and it's not wow. really Garing. And it might, Ganon might actually be infected with demise. Oh, I like it. Like, you know, you saw that, remember the, 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 um, the, the mummified, uh, mm-hmm creature maybe that's what it is demise resurrect scanning but it's really demise behind it all which is kind of a cool wow. concept hmm. i like that all right yeah so this is very cool i mean it's got all of the things you can build we saw that crazy like it's bacoblins on a walking dude but then link builds like this ridiculous structure with wheels he's really high and i'm like that is the most <laughs> janky thing in the world but it looks so fun He's really high. Sounds like an apt description for whoever came up with that concept. 
it's going to be so much fun. And, and, you know, it's like, I think Nintendo is still one of the first times that Nintendo learned, maybe Mar- Mario Maker might have been the other time, people, Mar- Nintendo learned what people could do with the tools they gave them, and they said, let's incorporate that into our game. I think they saw everything that people did to break Breath of the Wild, and they said, you know what, let's just do it. Yeah. Like the fact that the traversal of like, I'm going to freeze this thing, hit it a billion times, and I'm just going to glide on top of it, or making a structure that shouldn't fly, fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like that's the vibe that they're giving out. It's just like, you can't break this because we broke it on purpose. Have fun. It's fun. Seems it's ridiculous. fun. I yeah. love it. Yeah, Nintendo is on fire. Um, the only thing I think most people would say, I wish this was on a Switch 2. But you know what? It's going to be on Switch 2, hopefully, and run at 60 frames per second and look beautiful. And because we know what the Switch hardware can do. It, it And this is the last Breath of the Wild was developed for the Wii U brought to the Switch. So if anything, this should perform better because it have to, doesn't have to support an old system. So it should be better. But yeah, once again, I think people are like, yeah, give me Tears of the Kingdom at 60 frames per second. You know, it's buttery smooth. No, no, no pop in things like that. They would love that. Yeah, for sure. It's time. Yeah. Um, and then very quickly, I don't want to give any spoilers, Mark. I did see the Super Mario Brothers movie with Logan on Friday. We had a blast. So many, so much of us were just sitting there looking at and going, oh, look at that. 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 And there's just too much to catch on one viewing. Um, so it definitely is a crowd pleaser and that's all i will say because i know you have not seen it yet and this potentially will be finn's first movie although you don't want to wait too long although this movie is probably going to be in theaters for a long time but still you don't wait too long because you don't want to get spoiled that's that's the issue i mean and so far so good i haven't been spoiled for anything that i haven't seen in the trailers but uh yeah i was i was thinking about going this weekend and then i thought it's too close to opening I don't want to take Finn to a packed movie theater where he's going to be. Go to like the earliest matinee, like a 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So I did look up. There was a 1030 show that I almost Mm -hmm. bought tickets for on Saturday. And uh, and then I I decided against that. But uh, we'll see. I'm still nervous. I think he's a tiny bit too young to really sit through a movie. Sure. And that's – so the point I'm at right now is do I go myself and see it myself and enjoy it? without him distracting, you know, taking to my parents or something and, and just go. Uh, or do I take him first, then go see it myself if he ends up like losing concentration and we have to leave or something like that? Like he might sit there. He sat through a couple of movies at home, usually, you know, little breaks. But I think if I give him enough snacks, like popcorn, cheesies, whatever, and, and kind of, you know, have them just kind of there. Uh, it's a possibility, but I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, uh, about just, just cause I, and I'm, I'm not nervous about like, you know, having to leave the theater. I just want to see this movie so bad. <laughs> so Mark, I'm, like, I'm nervous, like selfishly nervous of like, yes. I want to leave after 30 minutes. <laughs> That's what I would say, Mark, get rid of your parent guilt. See it without him. He won't remember it's his first movie. See it yeah. by yourself or see it, you give him grandparents and see it with Loren. See yourself because okay. then you'll know when you can say to Flynn or you can say to, 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 uh, to um, Finn, you can say like, oh, buddy, this is coming up. So you'll be mm-hmm. ready and prepared to get him 
cued to certain things. And if yeah. you know there's going to be a part like he's going to be scared of, because I will say there's a part that I was a little worried about kids being scared. It's a little Ouija mm-hmm. in the dark scary part might be a little too much for him so i would recommend you seeing it first and then once you saw it you can then understand like could he handle that and you won't be disappointed you have to leave because you're like that's fine buddy you watch part of it when it comes out on video we'll have it at home and you can watch it together and you can enjoy it on your own and he can manage himself but i think that's probably the best and i've been there with logan Uh, things happen but that might be the best thing for you and you can then prepare him. And if you want to take him on a matinee and then he doesn't manage it, you're like, okay, that's cool. I know what happened. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, maybe I'll see it this week myself then, uh, or with Loren or my brother mm-hmm. or someone that wants to see it with him. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we'll figure him out in a couple of weeks. Cause he'll never say, like dad, you betrayed me. You saw it without me. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's too young to know that. Say, you know, we, we have to wait till it's in a smaller, crappier theater yeah. because he can't do 3d. Cause I'm uh, There's yeah. no chance he's leaving glasses on for an hour and a half. No. Two hours. So, uh, it would yeah, be good in 3d probably. It, and, yeah, and I will I, say I it probably would be good in 3d. It's good in 3d. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's, um, all right. Yeah. That might be the plan. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Highly recommended to everyone to check it out. Have a good time. I did see the D and D movie as well, you know, based on a gaming theme. Absolutely loved it. It was awesome. I was so tickled pink. It's a really good movie. Nice. And yeah. have you seen Tetris? We talked about it last week, but we I need to see Tetris. I it's okay. my Apple TV plus. I keep forgetting. I own the service because I've been catching up on Ted Lasso and I'm like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch it because I'm watching Shrinking as well. So um, it's on my it's my radar. So I've been working out, so I might as well watch it on the treadmill. So thank you yeah, for reminding absolutely. me. Yeah, super entertaining movie. I, I almost, love it. I, I love those movies. Yeah, it was really good. I love those. Well, very good. That was a little bit of news bite Nintendo. I mean, it's a rare news discussion point. We'll obviously talk yeah. about more about gaming news when we get into like the big E three era. But you know, whatever it's going to be called, the gaming summer fest. Summer apparently. Fest. Yeah, exactly. But we're going to talk about gaming. So this is a gaming podcast, and you know we always talk about that like last, which is ironic, but it's fun. It's World of Games. So, Mark, uh, yeah, because you kicked off the emulation with Ambernick last week. You had some trials and tribulations. I had Mm -hmm. some experience about it, too. We're going to talk about emulation in our bonus round. Uh, So what have we been playing, man? Not much. Honestly, uh, other than retro stuff, I, I've hardly been touching anything. Uh, Lorenz still, when, when we have some free uh, wind down time after Finn goes to bed, she's been, she's been focusing uh, more on, on Hogwarts Legacy. So I've been playing some retro stuff. So um, I've got my, my 3DS here. I've modded uh, or hacked or whatever you want to call that. And, uh, you know, the, the, tribulations with my ambernick that's going to be repaired hopefully sooner rather than later i've got a part on the way so thumbs up for that uh customer service ambernick is is really really good so if anyone saw it and was like hey they're the company in china is their customer service all right yeah i'm here to say that they're, they're very responsive it could take a little while because of the time difference but like pretty much like an email or two per day and after a couple of days it was sorted and the new parts on the way so yay uh but I've so so now that I'm like in this kind of retro vibe kind of thing, I'm like, where can I play some cool retro stuff? So I've got my 3DS loaded with some some things. Uh, I've got my Super Nintendo Classic, 
that I loaded with uh, some extra games as well and kind of filled up the memory on that. And I even decided to check out while I was reading about some Super Nintendo stuff, I read about the Dolphin emulator uh, working really well on a Mac specifically. Oh, because I thought you were going to go elsewhere, Mark. I thought you were going to talk about it on the Xbox because there was a way on the Xbox Series S and X to load Dolphin on that. Because fun fact, uh, Xbox Series S and X, you can get a, you can pay $20 to get the developer mode. And essentially right. you can have certain things happen on your Xbox, which made it a great emulation box. Well, they even did better and said, you can just actually load this app on the Xbox in retail mode, meaning you do nothing at all. Xbox just closed that loophole. So I was uh, I was thinking you went that direction. No. You can still do the, the, the developer mode, pay $20 and still experiment with emulation and the dolphin on your xbox but this is cool the, on the mac yeah because just like pc yeah. dolphin is a cool wii and gamecube emulator that actually even ups the bar to say hey we and gamecube do this guess what with modern computer technology you can do this yeah so uh so dolphin for like the the mac uh specifically if you're using an m1 or an m2 uh like apple silicon uh it's it's really good. They just on uh, they just uh, made a, a metal compiler. So metal's uh, like one of the graphics things that that Apple uses, and that makes it run so much smoother than like an OpenGL or something like that. And uh, it's really really good. I was playing Rogue Squadron two. I played a little bit of uh, Wind Waker. Just some games that I own that I know how they're supposed to run. But this was able to upscale them to like i was running wind waker like 60 frames a second 4k like mm-hmm. not missing a freaking frame and i don't even like it wasn't even hooked up to like my 4k tv or anything it was just like on this monitor yeah. Mac air that's not like doesn't have like a cooling system it's not like a macbook pro or something like that and it was still running it flawlessly so i dumbed it down to uh like to like, just like 1080p because it was like eh, it looks fine but uh those textures are only going to look so good at such a resolution it, right? like, it's like oh my god those any... those polygons will cut your eyes <laughs> yeah i didn't need it to look any better than than 1080 so i was mm-hmm. running that um and uh, yeah, it looks it looks and plays really really well. It was kind of funny to play old Nintendo games because I tried to use a GameCube controller and it just would not map. Because uh, I have like a, a the I forget who Power A game Power A yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up using an Xbox controller sure. for all of these. So I played like uh, like I said, uh, I played Double Dash. I played Rogue Squadron two. I played Wind Waker. Um. Yeah, and, and they they work really oh, well. It's, Mark, it's game you got to play on that thing. Beautiful Joe. I I have that oh, downloaded and ready to go because it's another God. game that I know how that runs and I know it's up. It's a, such a beautiful game too upstairs. And uh, yeah, so it's it's cool to have the like, again these games that are like I have. I don't you know hooking up a GameCube is a little more complicated than it needs to be right now. So like do I go through those loopholes or do I just play the games on my computer instead? So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I I'm, I'm kind of yeah. digging it. Very cool, man. I mean, uh, I, I think that's the whole point. It's like old consoles are hard to replicate on modern TVs too. Mm-hmm. And you need the right things. And if you want them to look good, that's a lot of expense that ugh, 
you know. <laughs> yeah. So with the uh, the Super Nintendo Classic again, it was like load up the games that I had when I was a kid that either like at my mom's or lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. My brother took them instead of me. So it's like Maximum Carnage, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, like all that kind of stuff. But then I was like, okay, well, if this works so well, maybe I can try after I did the 3DS stuff. I was like, maybe I can throw some Game Boy games or Game Boy Advance games on there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did uh, this past weekend was, was throw some stuff. So I was just before we started recording, uh, I was playing uh, Super Mario Land 2, which is great. RetroArch has like a bunch of shaders and different things that I've been playing around with, um, and it all looks great. And I decided, because I've been really liking it on the 3DS, I've decided to take on a bit of a challenge that's probably dumb and is going to take a long time, but I'm determined now to do it, and I've started it, so I'm going to try to finish it. And that is play every single Pokemon game from the main like every single mainline pokemon game in a sense in a sense so i'll clarify what i mean uh i'm not going to play like pokemon red and pokemon fire red i'm not going to play pokemon gold and pokemon heart gold if you see where i'm kind of going with this so right now i am working my way through i'm a couple of badges through uh pokemon fire red the Game Boy Advance remake of Pokemon Red and Blue. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. Uh, then I'm going to go on to, so I have my copy of Pokemon Gold right here, but the uh, the time, like the battery that keeps the internal clock doesn't work anymore. So I'm, I'm still just determining if I want, because I actually, and I have my uh, Heart Gold still in my, my uh, 3DS. So I'm deciding if I want to play the the virtual console version of of this or the the heart gold with enhancements for the ds uh but then i'm like there's a couple of games that i haven't played like black two or white two i played black and white and i have those games and i just never ever played them so i want to play story modes to a, a relative level of completion i am not completing every pokedex i am not catching all the pokemon I am basically like, let's go through the story mode. Let's beat the elite four or whatever you have to do to kind of feel like I completed the story and, uh, and go from there. So I'm going to do uh, like ultra sun or ultra moon. I'm not going to play both. I'm not going to play like red and blue. I just want to get the story from each generation of Pokemon and feel like I've played it. So that's, that's my goal for the next little while. I'm going to be picking at it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be like hard line. Like I'm, oh, put Tears of the Kingdom away. And, and uh, it's going to uh, say, Mark, you've got 11 days because Jedi Survivor <laughs> comes out 428. You're like, you know what? You can say all you want, but you know what? This all goes away until probably June, maybe. Because you're yeah. you're set for games until I, June. Maybe. I'm, I'm you might be, even be still I'm playing. Be picking at it. I'm yeah. going to be picking at it. Like I have this, I'll have this thing fixed and ready to go through the summer and I'm going to move my retro arch save from the game boy. I guess you got to have uh, something to do on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be something I want to pick on. Or in bed, I guess. Well, although the switch goes everywhere with you. So I'm not a handheld guy. So, I mean, yeah, you're kind of yeah. screwed, man. Yeah. I mean, but, you're uh, not screwed, but I mean, that yeah. plan is screwed because reality will hit you. You're like, oh, crap. Two of my biggest Absolutely. games are coming out in the next 
three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Uh, and I know that. I know that a hundred percent. I I definitely know that. And it's gonna you know be put on the back burner. But it's it's something that I've never done. I've never played kind of like back to back to back to back to back to back to back Pokemon story games. It's always been a couple of years in the difference, mm-hmm. right? It's sure. Been a while since I've played some of them. Uh, I fired up my copy of uh, of Black the other day, or White, whatever one I Black. Yeah. Um, and that's the first time I fired that game up in years. I'm going to say that was released in maybe 2011, 2000. Was that a DS game? Yeah. Uh, and I fired that up because I wanted to see what ones, like what ones I still have the carts of, what ones still work, what one, you know, like. Are you going to do the opposite though? Like the one you didn't play? Not necessarily. No, I don't okay. want to go buy new stuff or like try Got to it. find stuff or like, okay. you know, if, if I have a copy of it, I'm going to play that. If I don't need to emulate it, I'm going to do it that way. Uh, because hopefully if I do these, even though if I'm not doing a hundred percent like Pokedex completion, hopefully I will still be able to move a few of these to like Pokemon bank and then to mm. Pokemon home. So I'll kind of complete that collection as well, a little bit more. Um, Cause my Pokemon home collection is, is pretty, uh, pretty expansive already, but I, it could always be better. So um, I was looking up ways to move stuff from like the older games to Pokemon bank and then move them Pokemon, Pokemon home. It's convoluted. It's a pain in the ass, but if I'm playing them anyway, there might be something there. So we'll see. So if that, that's the, the, my reasoning for like, if I don't have to emulate something, I don't want to, cause I want to be able to keep this stuff going forward and say, okay, I'm done with this game. Let's move the hundred Pokemon that I caught over to my Pokemon bank and then move them over to my Pokemon home and have my collection of each generation of Pokemon of like, here we go. Let's, let's move them. Is that into- possible with those dead consoles? Yes, they have oh. kept Pokemon Bank going. It is now free. It used to be a paid service that I paid for. But if you fire up your uh, 3DS, your, your 3DS, um, I checked this out. Pokemon Bank still That's there, crazy. still ready to go. It uh, it doesn't work back from every generation, but the Virtual Console, and this is sure. why I like playing Fire Red was kind mm-hmm. of a choice because uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but the Virtual Console versions do. So that's why I might do the Virtual Console version of Gold because it can move to Pokemon. And Bank. you bought every, you brought every potential Pokemon game on DS or 3DS or whatever that you could digitally, right? So you're, you should be yeah. good. I mean, I have, I have pretty much everything. We got it until Nintendo decides to, I guess, uh, tickle you a little bit in the sweet spot and say, by the way, Nintendo Online, now you're going to get all the Game Boy and Game Boy oh. Advance Pokemon games, unless you're Mark Carabin and we're not allowing it because you own an Amber Dick. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly what'll happen. <laughs> They've been tracking uh, it. Yeah. And the only ones I realized, the only ones that haven't been remade in some fashion are black and white mm. for some reason. Because we we've gotten... Pretty much everything else, like uh, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, uh, Brilliant Diamond, all that kind of like we've we've gotten all these remakes except Black and White. So that's the generation that I'm very excited to play because I haven't played it since it was released. Nintendo, so, yeah. Nintendo, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're speaking to your audience right here. Just put these games out and and make Mark happy. He'll get easier for he'll me. pay top dollar, top dollar. I will. 
yeah, it's sad, but because I have them all. And like, make right a here, custom three. Make a custom Switch OLED with the black and uh, scheme. Yeah, because yeah, they apparently yeah. need more switches in the Caravan household. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we do. Yeah. Uh, so that's enough of my rambling. That went on way too long. What have you been playing? Oh my goodness, Mark! It's been a fun time. Like I said, I was in Europe. I beat when I came back. I beat uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Forty hours in. So pleased with the game. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't a completionist. I got to a point where I needed to be, and I finished it. I had a great time. Um, that game apparently it was it exceeded WB's expectations by over almost three hundred percent. That's insane, and it's only on next gen consoles currently. Only on PS5, yeah. only on Series X, not on PC, not anything else. Because just imagine what, when that goes to like standard gen. Yeah. I mean, it's going to sell another whatever. Great game. They will put out a sequel. They'll do more things with that. I enjoyed it. I understand all the controversy, but it was a hell of a game. And I thought it was great. Um, and I'm not even the biggest Harry Potter fan in the world, but it was great. Mm. Um, let's see. On the trip because I had limited capabilities. So I did a couple of things. So I brought my Razer Kishi mobile uh, gaming uh, controller for my... Uh, oh, by the way, I bought a new Pixel phone. I got a Pixel 7 because my Pixel 6 Pro screen, it's curved, broke and shattered in so many ways. I hate it. Oh, no. So the Pixel 7, though, has a flat screen. Much better. Hate curved screens. So um, I actually played a crap ton of Vampire Survivors, the mobile app, not the so not good. not streaming, but just the oh, mobile app. Yeah. I did it like with with my handheld, uh, with my touch screen. It's great. And then I played I it with. It, on my phone. It's great. it is such a goat on this thing, and I'm so glad I got this. I mean, you can get the backbone or whatever you want for uh, Apple phones and things like that. Um, the Razer Kishi, I think, even has a Apple version, but it's so good. Yeah. And I just, I not God, Mark. I'm horrible at the game. I am. Before I had not gotten past like four minutes. I got past like yeah. 10 minutes and I could do more and it was just yeah. so addictive. And I kept, I'm like, I could be looking out my bus window in, in Austria and Germany, looking at the sites and these beautiful things I'm like, Nope, I'm killing vampires and doing this thing. It was so much fun. So, uh, vampire survivors and they just put out some new DLC. We've got some story con- content coming out. It's super cheap. Still one of the best games in the world. I loved it. It's great on mobile. Uh, it's free on mobile too. The game is just free to play and you just buy the dlc so it's really good you do not need an xbox or playstation or anything else to play it so get vampire survivors on mobile it's great uh do it also play the amber nick amber nick uh 35 uh oh god um rg 35 xx Rolls off the tongue. Rolls right off the tongue. Exactly. (laughs) I got the Atomic Purple. You got the standard uh, gray uh, NES version. Um, We both upgraded. Game Boy version. It looks like the original Game Boy. Exactly. Uh, So we both um, put on the Garlic OS, which is based on the Onion, which is on other things. Um, I struggled a bit at times with it, but I finally got it to work. I changed the the theme. It was really fun. Um, And I mainly focused, though, on uh arcade the arcade versions of games uh that you can't buy anywhere like simpsons arcade or the spider-man arcade game back in the day or uh the punisher 
or Aliens vs. Predator arcade games. So much fun. So easy to do. It was a just wonderful, you know, unlimited quarters playing those games. It's a hoot. Um, and I think it's great. Um, I did not get any of the, I did not pirate anything that I could buy currently on another system. That's not the point of these systems. It's to play games you can't find anywhere else because yeah. nobody's selling them. It's it's really improbable. So um, it was a lot of fun going back in history and playing these games. Some couldn't play. Some played horribly. I found a Jackie Chan fighting game, Mark. It what? was weird. Arcade. And it was I like Mortal Kombat. Oh, time. That's oh, they, Capcom has so many good arcade games. Think of like X-Men versus Street Fighter or oh, yeah. uh, all of that series. Or like I said, the Alien versus Predator arcade game. The Punisher arcade game. There's a really awesome Spider-Man arcade game. There is an X-Men Children's of the Atom. It was a fighting game just with the X-Men back in the day as well. Uh, there's so many good arcade games uh, that I just absolutely loved and fell in love with. And I'm so glad I can play those again because I'm an arcade kid. I grew up in arcades playing burger time. Who's playing burger time? Lorenz. So Lorenz cousin and his wife just opened an arcade in uh, Washington. Oh, and uh, they also just bought two new cats and they, they posted a picture of the cats and they're like, as if we're not busy enough, Pitch some names for these two adorable cats. The cats are right there. If you're looking the video, it's so cute. Uh, my suggestions, because one's a male and one's a female, I said you need to go with arcade-based names. So Mario and Peach, pretty standard, pretty easy. Vanellope and Ralph, if you're a Wreck It Ralph fan. Yep. Uh, Pinky and Blinky from Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Popeye and Olive or Olive Oil mm-hmm. from you know the Popeye classic Popeye game. Absolutely. Or because you mentioned Burger Time, I said, name one Peter Pepper and Pickle. Uh, or just Pepper and Pickle. And it turns out that not only do I love Burger Time, but Lorenz Cousin's wife, Christina, apparently that's her favorite arcade game and one of the first arcade cabinets that they bought for their their new shop that just opened. So, uh, so, yeah. The, if you're in Olympia, Washington, look up Legends Arcade and... Um, yeah, go play Burger Time. <laughs> That's like so many Burger Time references today. It's so weird. That's amazing because uh, our our good friend of Secret Friends and I, he's actually one of the original Secret Friends. This Johnson Jonathan Sear. He's in v- Vancouver, Washington. So I wonder if he's been there. That's, can't be that far away from it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Small just world. Up, uh, fairly recently, so it might might not have been there, but it uh, definitely should be on his list. Oh my goodness. Got to give me those uh, details there after the podcast, yeah. Mark. Love it. Or share it with the whole podcast at the end of the show. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, it, it's been great. I love the arcade games. They're great. I've been trying some other ones, um, but really it's been the arcade games where I played most of my time. Um, uh, other than that, RE4 Remake. That's been where I've been playing, putting most of my time in. This game is phenomenal. I'm playing on the PlayStation 5. It is, I loved, I, I, I think Resident Evil is becoming my favorite gaming franchise. Wow. It's been with me since the PlayStation one. It's followed me, uh, the remakes, the games I skipped and they've just been really impressive. And I love the modern, uh, first person versions seven and eight. And 
RE4 remake is amazing. Everything they did to improve it, I, every time I think that, oh, the old game is really good, I'm like thinking, like, like no, this really is improving upon the gameplay, the shooting, uh, all of the things that took away the pain points and just made it better are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm like eight chapters in, I think it's 15 chapters. It's wonderful. It's such a good series. And we're such a, in, it, we're, we're blessed with remakes. Um, this year specifically on Dead Space, uh, you know that's a, that's a big one with uh, Metroid Prime. It's a remaster, but still, um, it's great. And I'm glad these classics are getting remade and finding new audiences. And this game is a hoot. Uh, they took away some of the jank. They uh, took away what you're buying with the with the with the uh, vendor, but they improved it a little bit in certain ways too. So I'm loving it, and I cannot wait to. This game is going to take me all the way to Jedi Survivor and then to Tears of the Kingdom. So I am loving games this year. I am I think this is a much better game year than last year. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to play more and beat this game. It's phenomenal. That's tough. I was ready to skip this. Just because I liked Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. I've never felt the need to go back to it. The only time I've been tempted to go back and I still haven't is in VR. Mm. But I heard... Joseph Moran talk about this game and Ryan Turford talk about this game and you talk about this game. Uh, Shooting is so good, Mark. They've added so many things that made it so good. Uh, Do you have Gamefly in Canada? Because I tell you, that's what's keeping me in business. Does your library rent games? Yeah, Sean Capri always talks about libraries yeah. running games. They do. They they have uh, they do rent games. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, because that might that. be the way to do it. I think so. Yeah. All Tax right. dollars at work. Libraries and games. <laughs> My libraries. Oh, wait, I'm still yeah. not like in a rush, but like I think I can't. I don't think I can skip this completely. <sighs> so like so I, I, I have to get to it eventually. I think it's a good game that you and Loren could like hand off the controller too, because mm-hmm. it's like points. It's like ooh. Oh my goodness. What? Oh, it's creepy. Uh, but you know what? Um, yeah, it's really good. But yeah, I don't know if it's a game you have to rush into. It's a game that could wait because I'm not sure after Tears of the Kingdom what you're looking forward to, except maybe Pikmin. So maybe yeah. Starfield, but that's not until November now. And sure, yeah, Starfield's yeah. definitely high, super high on the list this year. But that's but, later in the year. Yeah, I might be able to fit Resident Evil in at some point. Yeah. We'll see. Very, very good. Well, that's what I've been gaming. Uh, so really, um, after that, I guess it's time to get into the, you know, kind of we've talked about a little bit, but the bonus round of emulation being at a critical mass. I mean, everybody's yeah. talking about it. Every way you can play classic games, it's essentially mm-hmm. other people are trying to fill that void other than the console manufacturers that actually do it now. Um, it's funny because Nintendo has their Nintendo Online, they are so deliberate at how they release their games. It feels like you, if you're lucky, you get a game a month. And so at that yeah. point, it's going to be the big ones. And then you may never know what you get again. Um, and what you bought previously on their systems, they're not allowing you to bring forward this gen. Um, I would say the same thing with PlayStation. They have their classics tier on their um, PlayStation Plus, but rarely you never know what you're going to get. 
yeah. you know, you get maybe some upgraded games from bef- from previous situa- uh, platforms, but the PlayStation Vita essentially dead on arrival. The 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 um, uh, PlayStation Plus, uh, PlayStation Portable as well is dead. Um, you're not getting those games, and PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games are rarely showing up. PlayStation Three games are stuck. Uh, Xbox, they had their backwards compatibility um, uh, heyday, but that's essentially ended now too. So with that, um, people are filling the void until the console manufacturers say, hey, we're going to get you those games in an affordable way or remake them. So Mark, what do you think? I mean, is emulation uh, the, the necessary evil? Is it a good compromise or is it the... Is, is it just a placeholder until someone come forward and say, you know what, we're going to charge you for it, but we're going to make it convenient and uh, reasonable to carry forward? For me, emulation is that, I'll say almost necessary evil or stopgap measure of this game's not going to be released again. This is not something I'm going to be able to pay someone to play again. Uh, I I mentioned uh, something earlier, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball for Super Nintendo. They're not going to release that on the virtual console. There's no way that that's going to come out again. Um, We saw the the hoops and things that they had to jump through just to get GoldenEye, and I'm very happy that that game is released again. I have two platforms to play it on. Neither of them are completely perfect, but that's, you know, is what it is. But I I have that option. Uh, I mentioned something earlier about Nintendo and their Nintendo switch online. And and I, I love what they're doing for the most part, but like you just said, it's kind of a slow deliberate release. And then they do really stupid things like release Pokemon Stadium for the N64 version, but have absolutely no way to take any Pokemon from your Pokemon home, from old Pokemon games. Why wouldn't they release Red and Blue for the Game Boy at the same time and allow you to take your Pokemon just like you could? That was the big appeal of Pokemon Stadium. And without that, the game's just kind of like, well, here's some lender Pokemon. I guess that's neat. Uh, And it really loses, for me, any interest. But I, you know, I'm sure there's some people who like it for what it is and whatever. But for me, I haven't even fired it up because I'm just like zero interest whatsoever. The cool bit of that back in the day for me was taking my Pokemon from this thing, from this cartridge right here and putting it in my N64 and seeing them in 3D up on my screen that I couldn't on this. And obviously I still have these systems but, uh, but you know, something's missing. Like I said, with the Pokemon uh, Gold, battery doesn't work anymore for, for like the, the internal clock and the save files and all that kind of stuff. just doesn't work. Um, so that's, that's where something like this comes in. And you, you look at the Game Boy and the screen is black and white and small and not backlit. And then you look at a screen like this where if I can play Pokemon Gold or Pokemon Blue, which I have the carts for or maybe some games that I don't have the carts for at that point. Cause you're already downloading stuff. Um, that's it. But like, if, if I have a choice to pay for a game or to pay for a service that gets me the game, that's usually where I'll go first. Um, you know, the, there's a ton of stuff on the 3ds that, that I have that I've paid for, but 
they've shut that down. So now I have the H shop on here. And if anyone is unfamiliar with what the H shop is, go look that up. I'm not going to tell you exactly what I it did. is or how to get After Mark talked about it, I looked it up. I'm like, this is amazing. It's Imagine wild. if Nintendo just monetized something like that. They would make a lot it's of money. Wild. Yeah, it's it's insane. The H shop is is crazy. Just everything's just there. Um, and like I, I feel weird about doing it, but at the same time, it's like, well, I can't buy anything anymore. They don't want to take my money, so now it's just mine. <laughs> I guess you know it's it's such a weird spot to be in, but uh, but I really appreciate. Especially, and this is kind of where it started for me as I started seeing videos pop up of like the MiU Mini, the Ambernic RG35XX. And it just, it looks like a Game Boy. And I miss that form factor. The Switch is great. It's amazing. It's portable, but it's such a chonky beast. Even the light is still massive. And you get something like this that's, that's fairly small. For anyone on the video version, I'm holding it up to like my phone and like, it's it's tiny, right? Like it's 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 portable, and it feels like a Game Boy, and it it looks like a Game Boy, and that's uh, that's kind of what appealed to me about this. Like I said to Todd, like I said earlier, like you've been testing out arcade games. I haven't even thought about that because I wanted to play Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, some Game Gear games. My Game Gear mm-hmm. is sitting over there, but it doesn't work anymore. The cartridges don't work. The thing fires up for half a second with brand new batteries in it just doesn't work. So I played some game gear games on this thing and it feels right. It feels good. And legitimately I played the games that are sitting over there that I just can't like G lock and Sonic pinball or spinball. Um, so for me, it's, it's bringing back those games that I have, I own. Why can't I play them? Time sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's it for me. It's like, it's a big nostalgia trip and I don't have nostalgia for games that I didn't own and didn't play. So a lot of this is really just replacing a library of games that have died that I have that I just can't use anymore for one reason or another, or I just don't want to play on a screen that I can't see at nighttime, <laughs> you know, or in direct sunlight. So for me, it's, it's, uh, an, a necessary, I, I don't want to say necessary because it's not necessary. Gaming's a luxury. Uh, but it's it's one of those evils that I'll toy with just because it's like, well, there's no legit way to do this. So there we go. Uh, how do you feel about this whole pirating emulation mess? So Mark, I'm an OG. I'm an OG. I've owned a PC for years. Gaming PCs, have been part of the emulation, the MAME series. Uh, you, you mentioned, um, you know, different uh, RetroArch is another, uh, basically a platform for emulating old systems. And it's been a necessary evil um, in regards to revisiting classics that you can't. And um, I've enjoyed it for mainly, like I said, arcade games because I can't buy cabinets of everything that I loved as a kid to play, like Dragon's Lair or you know um, Contra or things like that. And they aren't meant to be. Arcade games were essentially a, 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 a part of time that no longer exists. Arcades, if you can find them, 
you know, guess what? They're probably not going to have those old games anyways. They want to have like Angry Birds or these more modern arcade type games that are more, uh, uh, you know, putting out coins or tickets or things like that. So it, to me, it's the only way to recapture a part of my life that just it's not going to happen again. Because um, even though we see maybe sometimes the Switch will have arcade games or PlayStation or things like that, they, they don't happen very often. So it's a large part of gaming history that's lost to time. And if we want to take gaming seriously, we have to have archives. And yeah. I don't know how that happens because I feel like no one from the console owners, the, the publishers, have any interest of preserving history unless can make the money now. Um, and especially like old things. It's like old is old, and maybe there's not a way to monetize it. Totally get that. But um, if they aren't going to give us a way, I always felt like this. If there's a way to pay for it, you pay for it. If there's not, I it's not hurting anybody. They're not losing money. They're not the publishers, the devs, the anybody that made this game is not going to benefit from it. So it's it's a victimless crime, I would say the best way to put it, um, unless it's available. And that's why I'm glad like Scott Pilgrim got brought back forward yeah. because there was a need for it. And I'm thinking maybe this is like a uh, a gift in disguise to all of these manufacturers and publishers and console holders to say if there's an audience address it and give it to them yeah. and then say, that's a new way to monetize it. But guess what? When they bring it back, it's going to be better. It's going to be mm. uh, more modernized. It's going to be updated. It's going to have more uh, modernized sensibilities than we got in the past. Like it was like when the Nintendo brought back the minis, um, they had safe states yeah. and that was cool. Um, so I'm hoping that's what this will do is bring it back because steam deck, the first people, when people get a steam deck is guess what they find a way to emulate, uh, it, people have been finding ways to put this on it. And it just, it just feels like there's gotta be someone in the gaming community in the publisher's mindset that to say, guess what people, uh, you know, we're getting older and people have a hunger for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Somebody has got to address it. And we are getting a lot of that, but still there's a huge gap especially in old consoles that just feels like console manufacturers, they move on, they go to the next thing, but guess what? Backwards compatibility is reality. Now everybody supports it except for Nintendo, a certain way. Maybe they will in the next gen, but that previously yeah. they did uh, support uh, backwards compatibility. So I hope that all of this is a pretense for the future of saying, we don't want to leave anything behind and because people will pay for it whether it's a subscription service, a one-off that will carry with it in the next generation that you buy. Uh, I don't know. I hope that's what it brings. And I'm old as old, Mark. I go back to the Atari 2600. I don't know if there's anything before that that people care about. ColecoVision. I, people don't care about the Atari 2600. I had My first gaming was the Atari 5200, and that's a trash system. I don't want to play those old games anyways. So I think everybody that's involved in gaming now they can control their destiny. Sega, I'm surprised they haven't done more with their classic catalog, except for the Genesis collection, the Dreamcast, the Saturn, oh, I think really? are, are yeah. ripe for picking the Game Gear, like you mentioned. Those are ripe. Bring those forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I love my Game Gear. I yeah. had that before I got uh, my brother and I, you know, we didn't have money for both. So I got that before the Game Boy because they didn't have color in Game Boy. So you look at a Game Gear, sure, it eats up like six AA batteries in a half hour. But uh, 
we weren't worried about that. We played it mostly plugged in because we couldn't yeah. afford that many batteries. Or the, what was <laughs> it? It was fine. Like Pokemon came out and I got one of these, but uh, that was it, right? I mean, it was the yeah, the Neo power. Geo Pocket Color, the, the Wonder Swan, all those systems. I mean, the Neo Geo itself, too. I mean, it's like, a, who's going to bring those games forward? So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that cooler heads prevail and they find value in their catalogs and saying, mm-hmm. you know what? Give the people what they want. They'll pay for it. And you look at something like, a, in some ways, a very premium product like the Analog Pocket that's available. And I looked into the Analog Pocket, and they the screen on that's just ridiculous. It's amazing. But they've cut some corners elsewhere, and like the quality of the plastic and stuff that I've seen, like you know, easily scratching or scuffing or whatever. But if you're unfamiliar with an Analog Pocket, it actually plays your old cartridges, which is awesome. However as we've talked about a couple of times, old cartridges don't always work. So the analog pocket now finally has unlocked and has kind of the best of both worlds. So you can load up cores on there. And the nice thing about that is that they're running uh, FPGAs, which is like a no, it's not really emulation. It's an actual core. Like it, it kind of, it's tricking. It's tricking. Yeah, it's tricking the hardware. Yeah, into thinking it's an actual. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's an identity crisis. It's an actual Game Boy. Whereas something like the the Amber it's running software 3DS right now. It's running software, so it knows what it still is. It's like yeah, I'm a 3DS, but like I'm gonna you know I'll run this Super Nintendo game for you or whatever. Um, but the Analog Pocket's just like they put so much into it. I think they could do like. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say a plus version, like a minus version, because the analog pocket right now can do like uh, synthesizer stuff, and they like they do like MIDI and like uh, like music creation and like original games. Like I think they could do a pared down version that was a little bit cheaper, and just focus on those emulation cores, and because that that's an expensive system, man. But I think uh, I think if they just just put that quality screen and and I'd love to be able to pop like my 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 copy of Pokemon Blue into a modern system with a modern screen that'd be really cool and then run some emulators for other stuff like my other Pokemon games that re- relied on an internal battery that's now dead um that you know it, it, I I I like that idea of the best of both worlds but you, you either pay a, a massive premium for it or whatever. And it's, it's uh, you know, if that's for you though, if you have a, an actual physical collection, man, look into the analog pocket. It's, it's Absolutely. a fantastic looking device. Uh, the screen on it just blows me away every time I see a review or, or anything for it. It's like, it's tempting just based on that. And I, you know, the, and, and this thing was like 50 bucks. So uh, when I say it's tempting, it's like, it, it's, it's very tempting because of what it does. But um, there's a lot of options for sure. And if you're not too worried about like, like, you know, like you said, if it's, if it's a victimless crime, if you're not too worried about that, man, there's a lot of options available. Oh yeah. Um, and it, to your point, Mark, you think about the analog pocket, but there's also the analog NT. So those are like actual analog based yeah. systems to play, uh, NES, SNES, Genesis, whatever as well yep. to the, the cart you own, but that is a shrinking option. 
<laughs> Nobody's yeah. making carts anymore, and those carts are not getting better with age, unfortunately. And uh, it's 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 so I'm wondering if that even could be like a hybrid option where Nintendo, maybe even Xbox, the original Xbox, they could partner with somebody in PlayStation, could partner with Analog and say, make us hardware, and we will give you the software, and we will sell it as a legitimized thing, but we'll lock it down. Like you can't get a, a another way to get that software on there, and it's just it's the best of or something like that. To at least say we're making archiving hardware and software together in a way that is a partnership and it's legit. I don't know if that'll happen. It's probably too pricey. I don't know, but it becomes a potential option um, because one of the things that I do um, that I look to when I when I get uh, I guess call it retro systems and retro arc. Uh, uh, software is licensed software. Licensed software is hard to come across. The Xbox, uh, uh, the original OG, supports some really cool software. Same with 360, but it's licensed. The Captain America game on 360. You cannot play that game anywhere unless you own the disc because it's licensed. Um, So I own that, and I got a 360 for that to play that game. Um, So there's always going to be loopholes no matter what because licensing in games is a horrible reality that just takes good games away from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's one game I was playing on the – when I I, I grabbed – this thing is the, the the DS version of the Captain America game because oh, I yeah. had that back in the day. I have no idea where it was. I still have my Ultimate Spider-Man and my Thor. No idea where Captain America. There's was. a Green Lantern that. game that's great. The Batman: The Brave and Bold game on the Wii. It's probably not yeah. going to be playable, awesome. which is one of the best yeah. games on the Wii, by the way. So yeah, um, good luck with that. <laughs> Pretty much, it's horrible. Oh well. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this. We want to keep things uh, uh, on the up and up, but we want to make sure that people, uh, if they passion have a passion for old games and they can't find a way to pay legitimately to do that, um, we'll help you out. Um, but we want to make sure that everybody's doing the right thing in regards to supporting the gaming industry. But with that, Mark, I think it's been, a, it's been great to get back together to talk about gaming. So tell people how they can keep in touch with you. The best possible way is through Discord, uh, for Seek Your Friends Unite Discord. The, the links are in the show notes. And join us there, and, and we can talk all things gaming. But if you want to get me directly um, on pretty much everything as the underscore Canardian, I've been a little less on Twitter lately just because uh, I've been finding Instagram a little bit more engaging and, and have some some chats and uh, group chats and stuff going on there and found a little community. But uh, but I'm still poking around Twitter, if uh, especially if someone tags or messages me. So um, the underscore Canardian everywhere. Excellent. Um, for anything really not Secret Friends Unite, check me out on Tioxtra on Twitter, uh, talking about sports, video games, all things fun. But uh, for all the business that we do and all the creations we make, it's Secret Friends Unite. Uh, Basically.com is where you can reach us for everything we do. Our Patreon, patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite. Our uh, Twitter at Secret Friends U and also our Discord group and our YouTube. My goodness. Um, leave us a review. Leave us for our podcasts. Leave us uh, or subscribe to our YouTube content. We'd love it there uh we thank you for following all things we do you guys are great our patrons are awesome 
That's all I have today on our podcast. So it's been a great time to catch up on the world of games. If there's anything you want us to hear us talk about, let us know on all those channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What he said. I can't say it any better than that. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to transition out of this show. Well, thank you all. And remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.